Welcome to Marin Costello Radio, where we have intentional conversations with impactful people. Your weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurship. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of building and running a business, interview leaders across all industries, and find the common denominator beneath it all. Welcome to Marin Costello Radio. Naomi Lamb is the CEO and head party babe of Social Revelry for the past eight years. Social Revelry is a full-service event planning company. With a clientele of extremely busy individuals, Social Revelry delivers flawless events from concept to completion. They also have a storefront in the heart of Hyde Park in Tampa, Florida, to provide your favorite party essentials and curate a space just for you. We are currently recording from the Social Revelry brick and mortar, in case you hear any fun background noise. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Ali Lamb. Hello. Good morning. Is it morning? It is morning. I think it's still morning. technically yes, morning still for technically us. Morning, yeah. Thank you so much for being oh here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. I'm honored. So on the show, we like to feature the behind the scenes of people that we interview and kind of give an idea from where they came from, starting when they were little. Okay. So tell us about little Allie. So little Allie, I grew up all over the place, really, but um, mainly in a really small town outside of uh, Minneapolis. Uh, my dad was a lot older than my mom, and so he was well into his retirement years when I was born, and so he loved to gamble, and he would take me to Vegas all the time, my brothers and I, and he would sit um, at a blackjack table for 10, 12 hours at a time and, and play. So that would leave me to kind of be on my own or you know, be with whatever female staff was there, and they happened to be the event planners or the wedding coordinators. Um, within the hotel we stayed at the Riviera which at the time was the go-to hotel you know the Rat Pack and all that stuff was there now of course it doesn't exist anymore but in any event um I I would go and I would hang out and I would see how they would do events events and I just really started to love it and so I started doing you know little fake weddings myself and little fake parties and what started out as a little bit of a hobby kind of became a more of something that I would do for my friends as I got older. And I had a couple of kids, went through a divorce, was kind of looking for a career change. And I just thought, you know what, let me try this and let me see if it works. And, you know, one year turned into two and two to three and three to eight. So here we are now. That's amazing. So how old were you when you started going to Vegas? Five. 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 Amazing. And you said that you started this career after your first marriage. What were you doing before then? I was, I was young. I was having kids very young. Um, I'd kind of always worked in the retail kind of environment, um, more on the fashion side, worked for Nordstrom, um, didn't really have a career per se because I got married really young and I had kids really young. And so I was kind of just being a mom. And so when I got divorced, I decided like, okay, I need to, I need a career. Like, what am I good at? And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Let me try it. And so I did. And here we are. How old were your kids then? Babies. Babies. Um, you know, Riley, I think Harper had just turned one and Riley was, just about to turn three. So oh just little bitties. Did they come with you to the events or? I would come to, I, I, w- I would I would take them with me to the ones that I could, obviously. You know, it was, a, it was a little bit of a slow start. It's not like I started and I, you know, all of a sudden people were like banging down my door. It was a little bit different of a time then. Social media wasn't like as large as it is now. So everything was word of mouth back then. I say back then, like it was like 20 years ago, but it was, you know, back then everything was word of mouth. And so, 
you know, thankfully I had, you know, the opportunity to have the girls every other weekend. And so I could really schedule events when I didn't have them, but now more so they come with me to stuff and kind of assist with stuff. And if you ever come into the store, you'll see them here all the time after school and, you know, over the summer, plenty. I love it. So you said it was a slow start. What did it look like in the beginning? It kind of just looked like I, I did. I'm, I'm a very firm believer in, and it's not for everybody. I just don't pay to play. So I'm not somebody who has, you know, paid for advertising along the way. I started out doing one advertisement with South Tampa Magazine. Uh, that's how I met one of my really good friends, Shauna. She's the editor. And so I started out with them and I put one ad in and I picked up my first client from that ad. Lindsay and Bob Finer, and he planned a 30th birthday party with me, a Kanye West themed Yeezus concert party. And so that's amazing. I did an event for him and it kind of like word of mouth got around. And so it looked like, you know, I was doing like one event a month, which, you know, now we do like two to three, three to five events a month. So it's obviously um, picked up substantially. Uh oh, guard dog is going to come for you. Um, so it's obviously picked up substantially and, um, you know, it's, it's changed how our weekends look now, but, but back then I was doing, you know, one event a month and they were not small scale, but they were, you know, under 50 people, which is kind of, I will say like my niche, like it, it's where I really do well, um, between 50 and 75. Yes. It's like what I like to stick to. So for someone who's not well-versed in events or the event space, can you explain what an event would entail? So for us, I like to do things from start to finish. I like to be involved in every aspect uh, down to, let me, let me get your guest list. Let me refine your guest list. We work on a budget with you. We plan every little detail you know, down to what people eat. If people are coming from out of town, we help coordinate that. I just like to make sure that everything is, is incredibly well managed. And that's really what an event is about. You know, I have a lot of clients who have great ideas that they like to, you know, pass along to me. And I love that. And I love having creative clients, but a lot of times what people will lack is like, I don't have the time or I don't have the organization for it. So we can help kind of take those ideas and put them into a, in a more organized form. And then, you know, we can add our own little touches and kind of explain to people throughout our experience, what works and, you know, what will, Hey, I love that idea, but let me help shift it to do something a little bit different that I think will be a little bit more, um, make a little bit more sense for you. So really it's just every detail that you could possibly think of from start to finish, you know, setting things up, breaking things down. And the big thing for clients really is their budget. Like, how do I know, you know, what this is going to spend? I think the number one thing when I go and sit with people and I'm like, what, what do you want to spend? They're like, well, what does stuff like this cost? I'm like, well, it could cost anything. You know, it, it could cost $5,000. It could cost $500,000. I just have to know what you're comfortable spending. So that's kind of where we spend a lot of time with clients is putting that together for them. It's an important piece. So this could be a birthday. It could be a wedding. It could be. It could be anything. I mean, I don't think any celebration is too, too small. I mean, when, when I started, I was strictly doing, you know, events and, and bringing in vendors and, and setting, setting up, you know, events like that. Now that we've kind of shifted into a brick and mortar, which the whole idea behind the brick and mortar was that 
you know, the pandemic was happening and I wanted to find a way to still be involved in people's events because I knew that it was going to be a while before people felt comfortable, you know, spending a lot of money hiring a planner and then also, you know, gathering a large group together. And I thought, well, how can I still be involved in what happens, these moments that happen in people's lives? And that's when I thought, you know what, let me bring all my vendors together and all the things that I would use for a party. And let me see if I can't just in one small little way, whether it's, you know, plates that come from here or balloons that come from here or cakes that come from here, just small little moments that I could still be involved with and, and help people celebrate those moments. So it doesn't have to be a large scale event. It can be you and you know your three friends celebrating something and we can bring a balloon or we can bring a cake and we can still kind of help you celebrate. So we're in the store right now and I didn't know that you opened this at the beginning of the pandemic yeah. as a kind of a way to, to combat yeah. what the restrictions were. And it's so brilliant. I think the narrative nowadays is that brick and mortar is dead. That is definitely the, the narrative. And I, I just don't think that's ever going to be the case. I see where it exists in certain capacities, obviously with companies, you know, like Amazon and things that are you know easily accessible to people, but I'm still somebody who likes to see, and I like to touch things and I like to leave with things immediately. So for me, I think, brick and mortar will never go away. I mean, I think it needs to exist for, you know, especially for places like this to exist. I can't, you know, I can't imagine just having an online format and not having, you know, the engagement with, that I have with people because I, that's one of the reasons why I love my job so much is I love to talk to and engage with other people. And so I just, I love being in the store every day and meeting new people. And you do spend so much time in the store. I, yeah. I think I was here yesterday from 8 a.m. until 10 p.m. So yeah, I'm here all the time. It's amazing. So in the store, you sell a lot of different products, but I yeah. would say probably one of the most, like the things that you're known for are your balloons and your balloon design. Can yeah. you walk us through how you started doing that? So uh, the way that it kind of came about is balloons have like honestly like catapulted like this last year. It's crazy. And I started you know, doing them with events like three or four years ago. And it was kind of something that we offset to a bunch of different vendors. And when the store kind of, when the store happened, we decided, okay, well, let's make it easy for people to get balloons and, you know, nothing against Party City, but, you know, it wasn't exactly, you know, the vibe that the store has. So I thought, well, let me do a different version of kind of what they have their balloon bar and a more customized version. And it kind of started, we just started teaching ourselves basically how to do it. And I thought, you know what? I wanna be able to like order these things for my friends immediately. And I wanna be able to give people access to these things without, you know, having to like order them weeks in advance. And so we started this balloon bar and, and it's been it's been nice to see people because people are not just coming in for balloons and they're getting cakes, they're getting plates, they're, you know, getting their makeup done or their hair done. So it's just one little way, you know, to kind of bring people in. And it's been, it's been, it's been fun. I mean, I will tell you, I never thought that I would enjoy kind of doing balloons and I'm actually like, it's my new skill trait that I'm like, Oh, wow. Um, who needs an arch? I'll build you one. I mean, they're amazing. I mean, for the people who haven't necessarily, who don't know what we're talking about. I mean, these aren't just like your stereotypical latex balloons. These are beautifully designed balloons, balloons and in installations, balloon arches, yeah. different colors, different shapes, different sizes. I mean, they're it's art. It's yeah. I, 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 I 
these girls that work here, they're, they're fantastic. And whenever I give them some crazy idea of like, guys, we're going to do a balloon installation for Lululemon. And I was like, and we're going to, we're going to do a big rainbow one. They're like, okay. And they jump on board and they're, you know, all willing to kind of learn with me as I go. And I, even in, even in event planning side, even in, you know, what I do that I, you know, I'm never an expert on anything. I'm just somebody who will continue to like teach myself and, and learn. And so, you know, I appreciate that the girls here jump in with me when I'm like, all right, let's, let's hang a, let's hang a balloon arch in the store this week for pride month. And they're like, okay, let's build it. I'm like, all right. And speaking of your staff, they're incredible. They're fantastic. So what was the journey from, you know, when you started to now having this like amazing support system? So I'd always worked on my own, you know, I'd always been somebody who obviously, you know, it's not when you're a small business, you can't, necessarily afford to have a full staff. You know, it would be nice if I, you know, obviously could have started out with that. But when I started, it was literally me going to these events, setting up, you know, and and breaking down and being gone for 12 hours, you know, during the day. And so when I decided like that I was going to start the store, you know, I'm a very interesting person to probably work for because my mind is creative. And so I'm not somebody who's going to hand you an employee you know, handbook and be like, okay, here are the rules of the road. So when I started and I, you know, I was looking for somebody, I think the first person obviously that I went to is, you know, my very good friend, Hita, who runs the store and kind of keeps everybody in check here and does all the balloons and handles that whole side of it. And she's somebody that I trust and, and somebody that I knew, like, you know, if I was gone, I could leave the store in her hands and it would be great. So perfect. She came to work here. And then Megan, who I needed somebody who I was going to be able to offset my events to because, you know, I also have a job with meat market that's full time. And so I needed somebody that I was going to be able to kind of teach my side of things to and that was going to be able to run events and do them for me. And so Megan came in, started her first day, the next day went, came to me and was like, I have COVID. And she's like, please don't fire me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to fire you. So she came. um, And then Erica, also works here and she's been a great saving grace for us. She is actually the stepmother to my daughters. Um, so she comes in and she, you know, works a few days a week and has been, you know, incredibly helpful. And Popey is, you know, our newest employee here that basically um, she handles like all of our online stuff and she is in charge of client relations. So it's her job to go out and find us new clients. And so these girls have really come together and been a very cool kind of group of sisters kind of for me because you know I spend so much time with boys over at meat market that it's nice to kind of have this core team that they all get along so well and they all work so well together and and it's a really fun environment I hear that a lot from people when they come in like oh my god it must be so fun to work here I'm like it is fun it's just like hanging out with your friends all day and you know and the work that comes with it is it's enjoyable I think for the most part they're probably gonna agree or disagree with me <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it, it's nice to have people that I know that I can trust and that want to come to work and that, you know, want to do a good job. And so it's definitely been a, a nice change from my original of like having to do everything myself. Well, from only knowing you guys a couple months, I assumed that they all were pre-existing before the shop, that you guys yeah. were this like happy fa- event family and then kind of transitioned into the no, shop. And I think that's what's so nice is they you know, Hida and I have been friends forever. And obviously Erica is the, you know, I, I, she's been in the girls' lives for, you know, eight, nine years. So um, that's a relationship that's existed, you know, the three of us. But 
Popey and and Megan, like they've really just kind of come in and, and been a very easy add to our group. So it's been it's been nice. They fit in incredible. They are quick to learn. They they jump right in and there are two girls that I, you know, enjoy working with and I'm glad that they're kind of on board with us. You mentioned Meat Market, which is a, a booming restaurant that's in the yes. heart of Hyde Park, very not far away from your brick and mortar. Yes. Stats you could throw rock. Yes. Um, but I do want to talk about what that partnership looks like because it's quite brilliant. Yeah. So that partnership started right when Meat Market, right before Meat Market opened a couple of years ago, two years ago. One of my clients, he is one of their investors, and he called me and said, Hey, listen, uh, and, and, and let me just go back to, you know, Hyde Park at the time, three years ago when he first did this investment, was kind of in a very weird time. They were transitioning over to a new team that had bought them and they were in the process of really like just rebuilding the Hyde Park Village because it went through a slump where it just was like very depressing to be here. And they've done a really wonderful job. You know, they knocked down this entire block where Meat Market is now and they rebuilt it from the ground up and they found two great anchor tenants, Hyde House and, and Meat Market, and they kind of built around them and, and they rebuilt this village and made it amazing. So when Bibi was going to invest my client he said why don't you come with me to do a walkthrough of meat market it's going to open in a couple months and they want me to see the space and i said okay great love to and i walked in and and i met the owner david tornick and he you know started talking to me asking me what i do and i said i'm an event planner and i said you know are you guys having a grand opening party and he said yes and i said okay well would you want to have another one and he said yeah and so he offered me the opportunity to throw another grand opening and invite my social circle of people. And I did, and we kind of formed a great friendship and a great business relationship. And, and I stayed on with them doing, you know, one-off events for them, whether it be Halloween, New Year's Eve, helping them with, you know, kind of bringing in, you know, my clients through there. And it was a something that we kind of continued on. And then the pandemic hit and Obviously all the restaurants had to close down. And so they shifted to doing takeout. And then when it was time to open back up, they were kind of limiting, the city was limiting, you know, what kind of dining was allowed to occur. And so they shut down all of the swan, of swan that goes through Hyde Park Village. And it was only going to be walkable for the next few months so that people who had restaurants could do outdoor dining. And so he came to me and said, I want you to put a tent up out there and I want, I want to put dining out there. And Corbici had already gone and put a tent up and they were already kind of like hit the ground running with their outdoor dining. And the fire marshal stopped us from putting a tent up. And he said, we have to have access through the road. And so I said, okay, perfect. I didn't want to put a tent up anyways. And David and I came to the conclusion that we think we should put umbrellas and let's build like an outdoor sanctuary basically for people that's more of like a garden area where people are going to feel really comfortable dining and they're going to get to you know enjoy the beautiful weather and and sit outside and and we can still kind of keep our staff you know running and keep business going and so we did and i think we're going on over a year of that dining existing and the city liked it so much and the community that owns Hyde Park Village WS liked it so much that it's going to become a staple. Um, it's going to stay. We're going to keep it. It's our meat market garden. And so from there, 
we just, you know, another business kind of formed from the pandemic. We opened a meat market lounge, which is like a nightlife experience, if you will, for people who, you know, don't want to go to a club and want to basically, you know, enjoy after dinner cocktails and live music. And so I came on board with meat market to kind of run that for them and still kind of do their events. So it, it's been a really great partnership for us because, you know, I can drive their business and they can help drive mine. And, and like you said, it's, it's a booming restaurant. The food is, you know, spectacular, amazing. I can't say enough good things about the food. And so it's, it's been an interesting journey. It's kind of been like an interesting partnership, but we've made it, we've made it our own and I've kind of made it my own kind of interesting title of a job. You know, I'm their social director. So it's been, it's been fun and we'll go to Boca with them when they open in Boca. And then I know they have a couple other locations slated to open in the next couple of years too. How do you manage <laughs> everything? Full-time mom, full-time event business, full-time brick and mortar, full-time with meat market. How, how, how? I have a really awesome support system. I have really great friends. Uh, my kids are great. My boyfriend is great. He's amazing. He's very supportive, very helpful. We have a blended family. So, you know, he's got two boys, I've got two girls, and then we have one little boy together. And so we are, you know, it's like juggling, you know, I, I had read this article once about, uh, I can't remember who wrote it, but she was talking about, you know, being busy and kind of, you know, juggling and you're juggling all these balls and some of them are made of glass and some of them are made of plastic. And some of them are family and some of them are friends and some of them are work and you know some of them are going to drop and you just kind of have to continue to to juggle and know that you know even if one glass one falls and breaks and it's a family one you know there's plenty more up in the air and you know you just kind of have to continue to juggle and and so that's kind of just what i do i don't really ever stop going i mean i i have these great girls that work here and i have great support system and everybody's you know everybody's very good about jumping in where they can and very good about, you know, taking care of themselves and how can I, how can I help or what can I do? So I'm fortunate to have a very good support system behind me so that I can keep, you know, running around as you saw, like, I was like, I'll be right back. I got to run to meat market real quick, but that's just how my life works. And it's how I do. It's how I do things the best by constantly going. I love that. And you also, you have a blended family with it, with you and your, you know, yeah. current boyfriend, but you also have such a great relationship with your former husband yes. and his wife. How did you navigate that? So I have known my uh, ex-husband, the girl's dad, since I was, we grew up in Minnesota together. And um, we've just known each other forever. He's best friends with my older brothers. And it's kind of just been something that you know, it didn't end on the note that it is on now, but then, you know, obviously like most divorces end and then as time goes on, you kind of figure out, you know, what, you know, the most important thing is, which is, you know, our kids and having a great relationship and, you know, the relationship that we do have, it, it's, it's not for everybody. You know, we spend a lot of time together and my kids love it. And, and Travis, my boyfriend, his kids love it. And it's just not something that probably it's everybody's mold, but it's great for me. I mean, you know, it wasn't always an easy path and, and now it's just been, it's, it's awesome to, you know, spend a Sunday afternoon at their pool or have them spend it with us or, you know, take our kids on vacation together. So it's, it's, I would never have it any other way. And I'm, I'm 
pretty like it's probably one of my better life accomplishments to say that like we do have this relationship because I know my girls are so thankful that they kind of get to have that experience with both their parents. I mean it's very unique and so beautiful to see just from like an outsider's perspective looking in so I mean bravo bravo mom. Um, was there a moment in time that you felt really took your business to the next level? Was there like a connection or an event or like some yeah. moment? You know, I, um, right before the pandemic, I, it was Women's Day. Uh, one of my clients who is a uh, place for the Patriots, Nelson Aguilar, really awesome guy, came to me uh, about a month before the event and said, you know, I want to host an event for women. I want to do a Women's Day event and I want basically it to be free for all these women and I just want to bring together women with like minds and I want them to be able to kind of you know work with one another and, and teach each other and learn from each other and so we put together this event Shauna uh, from from Tampa magazine and I kind of started to put this event together and it really kind of fell into place I mean it it everybody was RSVPing for it. It was free. I think it ended up being about 200 women. Wow. Um, it was at Hyde House. They were great supporters of the event and uh, everybody came together and it was this awesome event. And literally, I remember this because I was just talking about it with Travis that I had, I think Samuel was one at the time that it happened. And I had just redone my social revelry Instagram because it got hacked. And so I had 300 followers and I was like, okay, you know, I need to start to build this up. Cause that's really when social media about three years ago for me became very, you know, important. And so I did this women's day event and literally like, it just got so much social media attention that the next day I had 3000 followers. Wow. I thought, oh, wow. And then literally the next week, the world, shut down and so that like as as it kind of unfolded you know and everything kind of went on and, and it was like okay what's going to happen and at the time I actually did have an employee and I had a layer off and I thought oh my god what is going to happen now like here I was like on the up and up and my business was booming and you know I was really kind of feeling like I was getting to a place where like oh maybe I could hire somebody else and then all of a sudden nothing right so that was a really cool moment for me. And, and it was really nice that, you know, Nelson, who didn't actually even come to the event and really didn't want any attention for it, just wanted to do something out of the kindness of his heart for the women in his community. Um, that was that was cool. And so that was kind of one of those moments that I felt like was a career shifter for me because it really kind of gave me a little place to stand in the social media world. I love that. So how long after how long between that event and opening your brick and mortar? So during the time of that, right after that event, when that was like two week span of like the event happened and we all went on spring break and that's kind of when the world kind of shut down. I was actually in the process of, I wanted to open an event venue because I wanted there to be a place where people, you know, I could still be involved and and, and I wanted all my vendors to come together and, and be able to work with who I like to work with and, and kind of have a place for them. So I was in negotiations to sign a lease on an event space and that fell through. And so that was end of March, uh, early April. And then 
you know, obviously the kids had to do school and everybody was like homeschooling. And, you know, I was a teacher to five kids that I like literally could not help them with anything. And so over the summer, it kind of started to be something that I was like, you know, I, I searched for all these products for my own kids for parties. And I was just like, it'd be nice if they would be, you know, somewhere. So I started to work with Hyde Park in August because I spend so much time here. And, you know, I started to ask them, well, what do you have available? And it kind of just started to like take off. And, and so I think I had a signed lease like September 15th with them and what started as like a very, what was supposed to be a very, it was supposed to be a pop-up here. And it was supposed to be three or four months. I can't remember what the initial term was gonna be. And it, this space existed already and we kind of just jumped into it because it's what they had available. And so September 15th, we signed the lease and we opened October 26th. So I had like a month basically to come in here and kind of paint everything and kind of make it look the way that I wanted it to look and, and open up and get everything kind of up and running. And so it was just a few months that it, you know, kind of took to put this idea into fruition. And then of course, you know, three months turned into six months and six months into nine months. And now, you know, our lease here is actually up the end of July and there's a new store coming in here. One of my clients, Jesse and Eric Decker are putting kittenish in here. So that's exciting. And we're kind of navigating where our next step is going to be. You know, we might not stay in Hyde Park Village. We might move to like the Palmasia area. So we'll see. It's so exciting. When you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, man, I don't even know. Oh, you know, actually, I do know. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a teacher. I always loved uh, English. I love to read. I love, you know, all the classics, obviously. And when I was when I was in high school, I actually went to boarding school. I was a pretty bad teenager. And my mom, you know, she my dad was older and, you know, he was 80s in his 80s. And, you know, I just kind of wild out a little bit and they decided to send me to boarding school. I went over to St. Andrews in Boca Raton and kind of, you know, gave me a little bit of like a life check while I was there. My dad passed away and, and I was kind of just like a lost, super lost kid who just was bad. And I had this English teacher and who's also our Dean of Students. So he saw me a lot because I would get in trouble a lot. Um, his name was Andy Mulligan. And he gave me uh, a book. Well, we had to read it. Uh, and so I was just kind of like taken aback by like, you know, him kind of giving me any kind of like attention that wasn't like, Ali, you need to stop doing this. And he gave me To Kill a Mockingbird. And he's like, you know, I think, you know, it's a great read for you and you should read it. You should reread it. And I read it and I really kind of fell in love with English and I fell in love with, you know, literature and I fell in love with just kind of all these stories that, you know, all these Hemingway stories and all these other, you know, books that they would require us to read. And it's like, I want to be a teacher. And then I graduated and I was like, God, I hate school. I have to go every day, Monday through Friday. You know, I was like, I don't think I could do it. And so I kind of took a career shift there then. And, 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 but I still love To Kill a Mockingbird. It's one of my favorite books. I read it every year. I actually named my daughter Harper Lee from the author. So, and I still love that teacher. I talk to him all the time. So I am glad I didn't end up as a, you know, first grade or second grade teacher. I'm not sure I would have been very good at it. 
I mean, it sounds like you are a teacher of sorts in your business, but you're also a student. It sounds like you pull from both sides. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they'll kind of, the girls will kind of laugh about the way that I am like, guys, we need to learn something new. And I, you know, kind of go about doing it. I'm definitely not, like I said, I'm not your standard issue, like, you know, corporate kind of, let me show you the ways and, and the ropes and here's our handbook. I'm more of somebody that's like, let's just jump in and we can all kind of learn together. And if there's something that I'm missing and I'm not saying it right, just jump in and tell me so I can help. We have similar styles in yeah, that regard. Yeah, I mean, I, that's how I learn best by doing. And so I feel like, you know, the people that I do work well with and that are going to like kind of thrive in this environment are going to be the same. They're, they're going to want to jump in and, and learn as they go. Well, speaking of your love for language, you called your brand social revelry. So why did you call it social revelry? So when I first started uh, and I said to myself, okay, I'm going to start this business. I obviously, my dad passed away when I was 16. He was 85. He died on his 85th birthday. And it was something that was, he was somebody who was very, I was a daddy's girl and, and I just adored him. And I wanted it to have something to do with him because, you know, he was obviously a big driving force in my life and, you know, was somebody who came from nothing and, and, you know, built this amazing company and just great work ethic and just everybody loved him. My dad could do business on a handshake and that's kind of how I have, have run my own business. And so I was laying in bed one day and going kind of like looking through the stack of stuff I had in these drawers next to me and had a bunch of old pictures of my dad. And I came across this letter that I had gotten from my dad when I was at summer camp. And the letter was dated and it was, you know, it was nothing special about the letter other than dear Allie, you know, I hope you're well, it's raining here. And, you know, do you need more stamps? And it was nothing like, you know, extraordinary. It was just a little short letter from him that he had sent me when I was at summer camp. And he signed it like he signed every letter, your dad, Max Burke Sr. And my dad was a senior. I have a brother who's a junior. And so they worked together and people would not call him Max. They would call him senior and SR. And so I thought, oh God, I'd love to use my dad's signature as my logo because, you know, it's cool, it's unique and, and it's kind of like speaks to me. And so I took that and I asked my brother's girlfriend, I said, can you make a digital out of this and make it, you know, something that I can use as a logo? And she said, sure, but what's gonna go underneath it? What does the SR stand for? And so literally I hung up the phone with her and on the radio comes this uh, Kings of Leon song, Revelry. And it just literally spoke to me. It talks about like being at a party. And so I was like social revelry. And so, gave her that she made the logo for it. I kept that actual logo and and the whole branding for it for like three or four years. And then I had these girls that are awesome from Bridge and Bloom kind of do a rebrand for me. But that letter actually comes back into play in that, you know, I obviously said I have a little boy who's about to turn three. And again, you know, I wanted to name him something to do with my dad. And so my brother has a son already named Max Burke, which is my dad's name. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll give him the initials SR, just like the business. And so his name is Samuel Roswell. And during the time that I was pregnant, one of my friends who's an artist, Bianca Burroughs, 
she was like, I want to make you something for his room. I want to make you a neon sign. I love neons. If you were in the store right now, you would know that. But uh, so she wanted to make me a neon sign. And she said, I would love all the kids to write a letter to the baby. And I'm going to put it together in an artsy way. And she said, I'd love the letter that your dad wrote you that, you know, and I said, okay. So I gave her that and she made me this beautiful piece that hangs, you know, above his dresser in his room. And when he was about six months old, I was sitting on the, or we were sitting changing his diaper on the changing table. And I looked up at the letter and I had never paid attention to the date. I've had the letter for 20 years. And the date on the letter is June 25th, 1996. And June 25th is the day that Samuel was born. Oh my gosh. I just got chills. I was like, if that is not my dad coming, coming back to me to let me know that like, he's very well aware of what's going on. Like, I don't know what it is. And I was just like, so blown away by that. Like literally never looked at the date of that letter until 20 something years later. That's so incredible. That That is so incredible. How do you stay connected with your client base with your existing and past clients so i you know i've been fortunate with the clients that i do have they really kind of become part of my social circle and i love it like i have clients who are getting married this weekend and you know i'm invited to their wedding as well and they've kind of become friends of mine and so i've just you know tampa's a big city small town and and everybody is interconnected here in their social circles and so i've really developed like nice friendships with the people that have become my clients and and so you know they come into the store or they come into meat market and so i'm able to engage with them even after their events done you know they'll still you know hey let's grab dinner or like hey can i get a reservation at meat market or hey i need balloons so we've kind of just remained in each other's lives and you know like one of my clients virginia um, her sister had hired me to do their wedding. Well, her other sister is the, uh, she runs this daycare where both of my girls went and where Samuel goes now. And so I've kind of, you know, stayed interconnected with them in, in unique ways. And so it's just, it's just Tampa. It's it's super easy to become friends with the people that you kind of, you know, coordinate these events with. And it's nice to kind of stay involved with them and, and be part of their lives. and their kids' lives as they grow older. What separates you from other event producers and what separates Social Revelry from other event companies? I just think, you know, I have another really good friend, Rina, who is an event planner as well. She specializes in weddings. She's an amazing wedding planner. And I just think I have a different niche than everybody else. You know, I... I do very different type of events. And so I, like I said, you know, I like to stay between the 50 and 75 mark. You know, for me personally, it's how I, you know, how I could enjoy an event, you know, and I understand certain events require, you know, a larger guest count. So I think what, what makes us different is that, you know, we're just a different type of fun. You know, the girls that work here, the things that we do, the things that we put into parties, you know, the little details we put in were just unique and fun. And, and, you know, that's not to say that, you know, other, other planners aren't the same, but I just, I guess if you knew me and you met me, you'd realize I just have a very different kind of personality. And so, you know, I kind of bring that into every event that we do. That's awesome. What does a day in the life look like? Do you have AM, PM routines? Like, or is every day just different? Every day is 
I mean, every day is basically the same. You know, it, it all revolves around the kids in the morning and, and, you know, getting them all off to school, five kids off to three different schools is, you know, fun. And then usually I'm here by, you know, 9.30 in the morning and, you know, we kind of maintain here for the day and I bounce back and forth to meat market. Twice a week, I try to get to the gym before I take the kids to school. And usually that works, sometimes it doesn't. And then the weekends are just now filled with events and you know filled with meat market and so every every day kind of looks the same always though on Mondays and Tuesdays when we do have the kids you know it's important for me to like pick them up from school or make Megan pick them up from from school Megan's Megan's been great with helping me pick up hard work from time to time and I do dinner with the kids all the kids always Mondays and Tuesdays we make dinner we sit down and have dinner together and then Wednesdays and Thursdays, it's always just the baby with us. And so he usually gets kind of one-on-one -on -one time with his, his parents and you know, totally adores it. But every day is kind of, you know, a version of itself the same. So, you know, new, new things come at us with, you know, balloon deliveries or, you know, things that pop into the store. But for the most part, it's, it's all eat, drink, sleep, repeat. I love it. What would your advice be to someone who wants to get into the event business? You know, I will tell you, I, when I want, when I started and I thought to myself, I'm going to ask somebody who has been in the event business, like for advice, I'm going to ask them and I'm going to go to them and ask them. And they never responded to me. They huh. definitely saw the message and they never responded to me. It's somebody I work with all the time now, but I would say, ask somebody because honestly, like I go to Rena all the time to be like, Hey, what do you think about this? And somebody that I can bounce ideas off of because I'm a big believer in collaboration over competition. There's so much business for everybody. And I don't feel like, you know, you have to, you know, kind of be down on others in order for your own business to succeed. And so I'm a big collaborator with with anybody and I'm, I'm not somebody who you know believes oh we can take all the business because the reality is we can't so you know i am always down to sit with somebody and be like you know here's how i started or here's what you know i think would be helpful but again you know my my playbook is going to be so different than i think what anybody else is going to do i mean it's it's like again it's like juggling right I, I i don't know what i'm doing i'm just kind of figuring it out as i go when it comes to certain things and so all i can say is just find a really great group of people to collaborate with and you know continue to do so and thankfully you know reno has been a great collaborator for me and some of my other vendors you know have been great and and we work together I mean, there's plenty of balloon people you know within tampa you know that we that we work with dream event we work with flourish we work with soap poppin so there's, there's plenty of business for everybody and there's no reason why you can't kind of go to one another and work together and push each other's businesses. I love that. Do you feel with the business and all the different facets that it has now, is this the apex of social revelry or do you feel like there's so much no. more to come? The apex of social revelry is going to be when Nordstrom has a party boutique in every location and it's a social revelry party boutique. That's my, that's my, that's my end game for social revelry is to put this tiny little shop inside of all the Nordstrom, because I don't know, it makes sense to me. Why not? Like they already have everything you could possibly imagine. Why wouldn't you want to go to Nordstrom and get high-end party goods or, you know, high-end quality balloons or, 
you know, beautiful things to go like that to kind of, you know, you go there for outfits, why not go there to, you know, bring something to a party that you're going to. So that, that's my, that's my apex for social revelry is to have, you know, brick and mortars inside of, you know, little pop-ups inside of Nordstrom. That's so cool. Do you think you'd ever sell your company? No, never. No, no, no never. I'm so like, tightly connected to like the brand itself and to kind of what drives it and the story behind it and what, you know, keeps it running that I don't think that I could ever, you know, and maybe one day, you know, I'm kind of out of the, you know, I can't be 70, like setting up your parties, (laughs) you know, maybe one day, you know, it evolves into, you know, Megan, you know, and Popey and Gita kind of running that side of it for me. Um, But no, I would never, you know, I, would, I don't think I would ever get rid of it. Although, you know, my dad, his company, he built it from the ground up and owned it for, you know, 60 something years. And when he passed away, you know, we sold his company. But, you know, I'm just not sure it's something that I could ever get rid of. Although I shouldn't say never for the right price, maybe. <laughs> What's next for social revelry? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you because I, I, I didn't know that this was going to be next. If you would have asked me about this before the pandemic, I would have never said, oh, we're going to do a retail shop and we're going to build balloons and we're going to sell cakes and we're going to do makeup and we're going to do all this stuff. I would have, I would have never been able to kind of imagine that. And so I, I don't know. I, I think all good things. I think, you know, whatever location we end up in next, you know, we'll do We'll do even better and we'll, we'll do even bigger things. And so I'm, I'm confident with this group of girls that, you know, we'll continue to thrive and, and do great business. And, you know, I hope, I hope the next thing is, you know, that we kind of get to start to put little brick and mortars in different locations. So, you know, that's just, that's, that's my, that's my end game. And so I hope to kind of get there as in, in little baby steps. I love that. Where can we find you? Where can you find me personally? You and <laughs> and the brand. How can we support you? How can our so, listeners support yeah. you? I mean, you can you can you can shop our Shopify. We you can shop through our Instagram. Uh, it's just at Social Revelry. You can go on our website. It'll also take you to our Instagram. You can just support us. You can you can leave a comment on our on our Instagram. You know, if you're not here or you don't want to buy anything, you can just you know, support us in that way. Leave us a nice uplifting comment. But if you also want to see me somewhere, it can be here at the store. It'll probably also be at Meat Market. I think if you were to come into one of these two places, you would be almost guaranteed to find me. At any given hour. At any given hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Well, I so appreciate you taking the time out of yeah, your busy thank you schedule. For me. And thank you for, obviously, I know we didn't touch on this, but Marin's Jewelry is also available in the store. It's been super well received. Everyone loves it. So we're excited to put your new stuff in too. Yes. Allie was so generous that when I moved both myself and my headquarters to Tampa, she um, offered a pop-up space in Social Revelry. So if you're in the Tampa area, stop by Social Revelry in Hyde Park Village to pay a visit to the beautiful boutique and shop some jewelry. I love it. Well, Allie, thank you so much for taking the time. You are so welcome. A big thank you to our radio station at Dash Radio for hosting us and to our producers at Island City Media Group. If you like this podcast, please like, follow, and subscribe on on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to connect offline with me, you can find me on Instagram at Marin Costello and Marin Costello Radio. Thank you all so much for tuning in and we will see you next week.